Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide, welcome in to episode number 170. Holy shit, this time fly when you're having fun of the Talking the Line podcast on this BEA beautiful Wednesday of bets, also known as the TTL Cruise Thanksgiving Day Spectacular, also known as, so you don't have to check your calendar for the first time here today, November the 24th of the year 2021. Cannot thank you enough for stopping by. I'm sure I'll thank you about 20 more times, but before I have an opportunity to do that and deliver today's show, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you're watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew like the Wise Words podcast. Season 2 premiering today at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. You know I will be shamelessly plugging that all episode long. But also, if you are watching on one of our social media platforms, make sure you hit that like button, that follow button, button there as well so you never miss any of our content in addition to the YouTube but we never forget uh, about you audio listeners out there as well if you're listening on your favorite podcast directory make sure you hit that uh, subscribe button there too as we do release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete Next item up on the docket while you're watching today's show, if you could also be so kind to do so, you can find it in your heart. Hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. We will answer every single question on the show live in prime time in the comments, no questions asked. Hey, maybe hit that share button too. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, friends, enemies, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the globe from you, but consider themselves good old-fashioned degenerates and like cashing tickets, because that's what we do here at the TTL Pod and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you last certainly not least head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the talking the line link tree within that link tree you will find the talkingtheline.com website all of the ttl crew social platforms and our additional content so you can consume all of that jazz however and whenever you please All right, enough with the formalities. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, I am your honored, hyped, humbled, and always handicapping host, Colton, Captain Colt Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, get some picks, get some insights, get some analysis, some laughs, dive into some rabbit holes with me and my partner, and get ready for 
one of the best holidays on the calendar, the Turkey Day, the Thanksgiving holiday, the day where we give thanks. Well, I got one person to give thanks for, and that's the man that sits to my left on every single damn episode of this show. I would be nowhere in this TTL journey without him, so I will kick it off with that. But help me, please, bring him on in for today's show, the TTL Cruise Thanksgiving Day Spectacular, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and it would help if my mouse was working today, and the TTL Cruise resident cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley, R-Mags, Magnuson. Partner, how the hell are you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am fantastic. I don't know about you. You mentioned it. We've got Thanksgiving tomorrow, one of my favorite days of the damn year for food, for sports. It doesn't matter. Mm. I'm juiced, mm. my man. I'm juiced to get into what we've got going on today. I've got some NFL Thanksgiving trivia after our picks that are going to give you some stumpers. It might sound silly, but actually some really interesting stuff. Oh, uh, no, 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 no uh-huh. silly, sir. Sign Fair me enough. the fuck up. I am here I for every damn question. for the- I was honestly looking for the most basic, like, five-year-old. Not, I, I wasn't seeking this out, but I was expecting yeah. to find, like, the most basic. There's actually some interesting NFL facts on Thanksgiving, so I'm excited to dish that out in about an hour or so. All right, all right. My dude, I am excited for a hell of a day of college basketball today. Mm. One of the best sneaky non-March Madness college basketball days and weeks of the entire year. So I'm excited to keep these things rocking down the tra- uh, steaming down the tracks and get ourselves back steaming down the tracks. I don't know about you. Yeah, most definitely. It's been a little bit of a wheel-spinning start to this week. Uh, yesterday marked two official days that we, uh, or two official weeks, rather, that we were in the uh, college basketball season so far. Had a good first uh, two weeks, and then the two days turning over into the two weeks have been a little bit of wheel spinners for me and you, partner. But hey, no big deal. We always say mind to goldfish, but we're never going to hide them from you. We're always a full transparency show. We're a couple of goofballs. These things happen from time to time. We like to make fun of them. So with that being said, my friends, please direct your attention to the area behind us or maybe to the side of us. Yes, it'll be behind us for yesterday's best bets of the day. Partner, I got a little bit of explaining to do. Uh, James Madison, absolutely electric. You know, they came back, covered it, got the outright win. Um, Penn dropped in our favor, could not take care of business. Yale dropped in our favor, could not take care of business. Wofford dropped in our favor and could not take care of business. Now, partner, folks, I want you to take note of what I'm saying there. Dropped in our favor and stick a pin in that. Providence dropped (laughs) in our favor. Got smoked. And got smoked. Uh, partner, same with you on Yale. Texas mm-hmm. A&M, hey, congratulations. Way to go back to the well and get the uh, rebound there for the crew. We needed it from A&M. Son of a bitch. And then Oregon moved in our favor Ugh. and got killed. Now, my friends, why do I say this? And why am I not quickly moving this away from the screen? And, oh, my gosh, they might never bet with us again or listen to another show. <laughs> because, you know, we're full transparency. And we're always going to rebound. We always do at the TTL pod. But one thing I wanted to take note of is these lines moved in our favor and some lines are moving in the opposite side of the sides that we have taken today. So the opposite thing is happening and our deduction is that with it being a little bit higher of an influx day, one of the days that most people all of a sudden think they're college basketball experts and they're going to be dropping tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars on the collegiate basketball slate here today. We think this line movement is a little fugazi, so we'll get into that later. But as for yesterday's special play, the two-for-Tuesday parlay, 
Yikes. The Buffalo Bulls could not take care of business the final matching game of the year. They got absolutely chirped, chirped out of Ohio, or I'm sorry, out of uh, Ball State. Is what Ball State in Ohio? I, maybe it is. I think I, it might be. I think it actually might be. Either Ohio or Indiana. That's some uh, Midwest stuff we should know. Either one. We should know. And then, uh, hey, even the Moneyline dice were cold, kids. Toledo minus two and a half. Choke job. Choke job and a half. Get those doggone things (laughs) out of here. All right? Now, one final kind of closing thought, Cap, on that. um, those lines moving in our favor. You will see... Almost every single, I think two of my lines have not moved in the opposite direction so far. And sure, that might worry, it does kind of worry me right off the fucking jump seeing that before I bring it to the show. Holy shit. But I think I'm still confident with those sides because of what we said, partner. It it just seems like it's that week that, oh my gosh, why is this line so low? It moves in your favor, makes you want to double down on it, hammer it again, and then, oh my gosh, it doesn't happen. I saw a few people, Houston yesterday, I was going to buy into Houston, ended up staying yeah. away. Got doubled up in the first half after the line moved in the favor of Houston from 4.5 to 7.5, and, and they were losing 40-20 to 20 in the first half. Listen up, listen up. And I saw people go back and double dip on the second half spread of Houston, and they lost by two points. They lost by two points, and everybody got crushed on that number. I think that's what's happening this week, and I think that's the theme of this week. Don't believe me. Believe the trends. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but hey, can't wait to get into it. Holy shit, let's go. Our boy Juan is live in the chat, baby. Let's go. What's up, brother? Been forever. Shout out, Juan. He uh, finally got his hours switched back at work, so he's rocking and rolling with the crew. Let's go. All right. Well, let's uh, get on into it, partner, unless you had anything... uh, major or pressing that i uh have not gone over here yet today no sir i think we are all set to rock i mean uh shout out to the gonzaga bulldogs showing out last night we didn't have any action on it obviously but they are an absolute wagon my friend wagon no disrespect to ucla i just all caps Chet all Holmgren, caps w-a-g-o-n oh my goodness my insane friend. we'll talk about it uh towards the end of the show or second mm-hmm. half of the show at least because yeah they i have no shout idea out who's dickie gonna v. sorry Ooh, shout out dickie shout v. out dickie v it smells like victory baby <laughs> he's back in action on the sidelines i fucking love it baby i fucking you're like that dickie is a really v. good impression but you've got like an extra 10 percent like really hard italian that's, somewhere hey dug in that's there. It's that's good, fun perfect. you always it's love perfect. to analyze my fucking <laughs> if there's an extra 10 percent you tune a little bit fucking nick saban hey why don't you try an impression while there's a bunch of people watching us pal all i'm saying i am excited as shit too for uh dickie v man i fucking love it hey we're slap happy today we're gonna be having a blast so without further ado what's coming on today's show our mags picks my picks our mags has uh we'll call it one official pick why is that because he's actually got three picks because we're lining up on one we'll call it a crew play and then we're also showing down on Thanksgiving. It's a supposed to a be minute. a holiday of Thanksgiving, and we're going to be throwing blades at each other only for a little bit of the show. Just relax. Then we'll get into my picks. I got uh, four coming at you outside of that because minus the crew playing the showdown. So, yeah, six in total, four coming at you from me. Then we got the Wednesday Warrior. Maybe potentially Armag's new mid-major darling. Uh, we'll discuss that. And then also the double special play every Wednesday. You know the drill. The Wednesday parlay pop-off. 
Uh, after that, we'll get into uh, second half of the show, Moneyline Dice Roll. We'll dive into our mag sidebar. Got some Thanksgiving NFL trivia to get through. I'm excited about that. We'll talk our daily leans. Obviously, we have plenty of back-and-forth banter to get out of our brains and off of our chest. We'll yep. give you some TTL announcements. We'll get you out of here by around 1130 because we have the drop of Season 2, Episode number 1 of Wise Words featuring the legendary... You thought I was going to slip? Are you out of your damn mind? you got to wait till 12 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on this YouTube channel if you're watching for the drop. But for now, my friends, that sounds like the episode of the TTL pod here, number 170. So I ask you to kindly cut the drama, cut the nonsense, quit the banter that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks, picks, insights, analysis, laughs, motivation, diving into rabbit holes, partner banging into his boom arm, but mostly, importantly, running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, my friends, let's kick off today's show with the first segment of the day. Armax, best bets of the day. And I also kindly ask you to raise your glass, filled with the black elixir of the gods, to me, to you, and to all you beautiful people sipping on that just dark elixir that just gets us going every day. Take your sip, and when you do, hey, partner, you have the floor. I appreciate you, my man. Woo! Thank you for the uh, seasonal, uh, seasonal, whatever you call it here. Greetings, whatever. I don't even oh, know what I'm trying to say. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Thankful for you, dude. Thankful yeah. for you, dude. Once again, I'll say it probably a hundred <laughs> times. And thankful for all you sons of guns out there. Most definitely. Kill it, partner. All right, first up today, I am in love Ooh. with this one. If you've been following us, you've been following me. You know, you might know where I'm going oh, with this one. Oh. BCU and Syracuse. I'm riding the VCU under train until the wheels fall off, people. And actually, partner, this is not one where it's like, oh, it's a streak. I'm running it till the wheels uh, fall off, which I am going to be doing that most definitely. But I'd be playing this one without a doubt, no matter what, even if I wasn't uh-huh. streaking. If I was uh-huh. only two already on these two that I've already played. Because this VCU defense partner, I don't actually, this VCU team, I don't know what I like better for their unders, how good their defense is, or how abysmal their offense is so far partner mm-hmm. 27th in the mm-hmm. league or in the in the country adjusted defensive efficiency it's your typical vcu defense that's wreaking havoc on teams that has not gone away it is still there but on offense 233rd adjusted offensive efficiency it is probably the worst vcu offense that i have seen Awful. since the man the bald man shaka smart graced their presence oh. uh, about a decade or so ago the concern for this would be, if you're just uh, looking at this on the surface, the concern would be the Syracuse high-scoring games, their zone defense. They're a little inflated so far because they've been playing some weak opponents, high-scoring, bad defenses. Uh, they've actually lost outright to Colgate a week or so ago when it was a high-scoring high mm. affair. Mm-hmm. But that zone defense that I mentioned, and it's a little concerning where if you're looking on the surface, they have allowed the most threes in the entire country, 13.3 per game. However... I mentioned how terrible this VCU offense is from three-point partner, 350th in the country in threes made per game. 3.8 threes made per game. 313th in the country in percentage. It's not like they're efficient and they just don't shoot. 313th in percentage with 26. That's my type of numbers, three-point shooting numbers, people. Not a good college basketball offense that's going to exploit a zone defense. When you want to fade Syracuse or take an over, find a team that can shoot threes and pour it in from there. This is not that team. Uh, and like I said, this VCU defense is going to be the toughest for 
our toughest defense that Syracuse has faced by far. Last thing for me, Syracuse tempo, 177th, right in the middle of the pack. Nothing to con- be concerned about there as far as a high-flying game is concerned. I love the way that I, this is just goofy, the way you're looking at me from that time. Yes, box. Nonetheless, that's all I got from here. This is another one that I'm in love with. Uh, another one where people are just pouring money onto the over and the number is falling. That has been the case so far with these VCU unders. I would take this to 100. I don't care where you find this at. Take the under for VCU games until the wheels fall off. That's my first play of the day, people. Hammered in. I agree. I absolutely love it. Uh, You guys might see this play added to another one of our Wednesday plays that you always see, but uh, who's to say? Who am I? Who knows? No clue. What I do know, our Mag's first best bet of the day, VCU versus Syracuse under 131, 130 and a half, 130, wherever the hell that total finds itself at. It's going way under. Partner, why don't you be so kind as to indulge us? Oh, shit, you're over here. Be so kind as to <laughs> indulge us. <laughs> I know. I, I just, I'm getting with it. Be so kind. A little bit too much CBD this morning. Bear with nah. me. Be so kind as to share with the kind folks out there. What is our crew play and your second best bet of the day? Alrighty, the true play that we are both playing is the Florida Gators minus the two points against the Ohio State Buckeyes today. I think those teams are pretty close, actually, partner. But the big thing for me uh, in this one is that Florida has just proven that they can handle these types of games against these big uh, caliber teams. They have already blown out. They have blowout wins over a really good Florida State team and a, I would say, a slightly above average Cal team. Nothing crazy to write home about, but they smashed them by 20 points, 4-0 straight up, 3-1 ATS. And Ohio State, as much as I'm sure we're going to like them throughout the season, they're probably going to get better as the season goes on. They've been letting these teams, whoever it is, whether it's bad teams, good teams, they've been letting them hang around all game long. Mm. Sometimes they win close games. Sometimes they lose. Or more, sometimes they're not so far. They've lost these games. But I also think Florida is the toughest team that they have played so far. And I think Florida is the better team right now. Florida is one of uh, one of a few company of teams that are both top 20 in um, offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. Uh, Ohio State's pretty high up there in offensive efficiency, not the same as far as defensive. So I like Florida State to uh, win this one by at least five, partner. I don't know what else you have to add, but I like this one quite a bit today. Oh, my friend, I just got a couple little points that uh, you didn't add, so I'll slide over here in the main box here, tell the kind folks a couple things you didn't mention, but I think are going to be really doggone important here uh, for today's game. Both are high-powered offenses. You mentioned it, but mm-hmm. Ohio State has kind of failed on that side of the ball when it's come to playing some of these bigger name schools and obviously much higher level cal- or higher level caliber of offense. Both offenses are really, really good, so I'm looking to the defensive side of the ball too. And obviously, both of uh, being within the top 25 for Florida in offensive and defensive defensive efficiency. You mentioned it, absolutely key here. But another thing I'm looking on the defensive side of the ball is turnovers. Florida lives on the turnovers, my friends. 58th in the nation per Ken Palm and turnover percent. You look at Ohio State's defense; they're only 226 in the nation in turnover percent, and they have not played very good opponents to have that bad of a right. defensive ranking like that I also think rebounds is where this comes down to Uh, Florida State 51st on the offensive side of the ball and 89th on the defensive side of the ball when it comes to rebounding per Ken Palm Ohio State 104th offensively and 283rd defensively again per Ken Palm you mentioned the tempo pretty similar here for both of them so I think though Florida being a little bit higher they're going to be able to control this game just a little bit more but as always my friends you don't believe him you don't believe me 
believe the trends. A couple of key ones here that are really going to matter. Ohio State 2-4 and four ATS last six overall. Florida 4-2 and two ATS last six overall. And Florida is 4-2 and two ATS last six meetings with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Give me and my partner to my left now uh to my right i right. don't know what side this is uh any uh, you're right but i gotta look left this is all fucking backwards either way hammer in the florida gators minus two all right my friend it's time to roll up the sleeves it's time to let me have it and it's time to dive in to this beautiful thanksgiving day this wednesday well tomorrow's thanksgiving but the beautiful wednesday thanksgiving spectacular from the ttl crew we got a showdown what side say you in the matchup between the Yukon Huskies and the Auburn Tigers my friend I just love how anytime it's a Tiger team you just go with the coach go Tigers go Tigers (laughs) well you're going to be saying that today my friend because no sir no sir Auburn Tigers plus the two and a half you got a little bit of number uh different number than I did uh better for your side obviously uh and I got the number uh, helps me a little bit more I got the hook on this one plus two and a half and I, this isn't uh, our classic showdown where I'm, you know, saying "fuck you." You don't know what you're talking about. I think this is a, uh, you know, a really interesting discussion on this matchup because I think these teams are really, really close. And I'm honestly mm-hmm. just playing the number with the uh, with the underdog. If UConn was plus two and a half, I'd probably take UConn in this matchup. I think they're sure. really close. 29th and 30th, these teams are in offensive efficiency. 19th, 34th in defensive efficiency, which uh, UConn does he have. Uh, Excuse me, does have the edge there, uh, but the final edge that I like in this one is the uh, edge and tempo for Auburn, 79th in tempo compared to UConn, 179th. And also, the, both of these teams have fade, faced easy schedules, partner, but UConn has faced, according to Kempom, the second easiest country, uh, excuse me, second easiest schedule in the country, 357th in the entire country out of 358th. As far as their strength of schedule, I believe offense, it is the least uh, efficient offenses that they have faced. Third in defensive efficiency face. So I think we're going to see some regression as far as that is concerned. Against a really good Auburn team, I think it's going to be a really close game. And, you know, I put it as 50-50 who's going to win this game. So if you're giving me a few points with an underdog, that's where I'm taking it. So like I said, not really uh, saying screw you, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't think uh, UConn is a bad play by any means. But I personally am siding with the Auburn Tigers plus a two and a half. Sure enough, I feel you. I get what you're saying. I'm going to quickly make it my best bets of the day because it's time for the damn showdown, partner. I'm taking the Yukon Huskies minus two. I'm all right with minus two and a half. Fuck, I'm even all right with minus three and a half. I think this is the right side. I think that all the experts and sharps have made their way out of their caves and are backing the Auburn Tigers. I love the extra two and a half points. Give it to me. And, you know, I think it might be tight, but I think there's some key critical areas in the late stages of this game that are going to allow the Huskies to pull away. First is that they have a severe offensive edge. Uh, well, not incredibly, but there is one area that I want to talk about. 29th in off adjusted offensive efficiency, 39th in expected field goal percent, and 4th in offensive rebounding percent. I want you to take note of the expected field goal and the offensive rebounding percent because that's going up against Auburn's offense. That's 30th in adjusted offensive efficiency, so almost identical to UConn, but 163rd in expected field goal percent and 67th in offensive rebounding percent. I love the Huskies to clean up the boards more oftentimes than not on the offensive side of the ball and get them a couple key critical baskets that we need to help lengthen this uh, spread between the two teams towards the end of the game. Also, their defense. 
19th in adjusted defensive efficiency per Ken Palm. That's going up against Auburn's 34th, so not completely terrible. But again, I want you to pay attention to expected field goal percent for opponents and for turnover percent because this, again, is where the edge lies with UConn. They're fifth in opponent expected field goal percent and third in turnover percent in the nation per Ken Palm. That's compared to Auburn. That's 31st in opponent expected field goal percent and 97th in turnover percent. I think this game comes down to a few free throws right at the end. I think UConn's able to pull away by 4-5 because of a couple key critical bonehead moves on the offensive side of the ball and maybe a goofy turnover because uh, or by Auburn. I think that's what this comes down to. Pure hustle, but you don't believe me, believe the trends. UConn 7-1 ATS last eight Wednesday games, 5-1 ATS last six as a neutral site favorite, and 5-2 ATS last seven following an ATS loss. Auburn 3-8 ATS last 11 Wednesday games and 2-6 ATS last eight versus a team with a winning record. I'm all over UConn Huskies, minus two, two and a half, okay with even minus three, and my partner, all over the Auburn Tigers, plus two and a half, plus three and a half, I'm sure he would love it at plus four and a half or plus five, two, so with all that being said, go back to the first segment, partner, anything else you need to dish out, relay, or banter about in regards to your three best bets of the day? I don't think so. I feel like I did have something in my head, but now it's gone. So go right ahead. Kill yours. I think you got, what, four more to get it dish out? Yep. And uh, we'll we'll cook right on through them. So we got plenty of time uh, to get everything hammered in here and uh, dish out the special play and then also uh, recap all the best bets of the day. So let's go back to my best bets of the day, my friends. And we're going to the first matchup between the Stony Brook Sea Wolves and the Fairfield Stogs. I know it's Stags. Calm down. Relax, everybody. Okay. I did hammer in the Fairfield Stags minus three. It has dropped down to a pick em in some places, minus one and a half, but I don't think I'm afraid of it. I think I would take this all the way up to five, even six. I think they win this by about six, seven, even eight points here against Stony Brook. Stony Brook is just a bad, 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 bad team this year. They have yet to cover a spread, either an underdog or as a favorite, and I'm not buying them as a dog or as a pick em in any spot until proven otherwise. There are very few places that you can back the Stags, and this, my friends, is one of them. When they are severely undervalued in a market that not a lot of people are going to be playing, I think that line movement is fugazi, and I'm going to still be backing the Stags with confidence. A couple of key reasons, because their offense is just way better. They're shooting 46% uh, from the floor compared to Stony Brook's 38.7. They're also just absolutely dropping it in from deep, 38.4% right now. That's compared to Stony Brook, 29. 3% from behind the three-point arc. You looked at expected field goal percent. They're leaps and bounds ahead of Stony Brook. 180th in expected field goal percent is Fairfield compared to 283rd in expected field goal percent for Stony Brook. And then another key spot I'm looking at too is offensive rebounding, baby. Cleaning up that offensive glass is key, critical in these small mid-major games. 111th in the nation per Ken Palm is Fairfield. 338th 
in the nation. And offensive rebounding percent is Stony Brook per Ken Palm. Defense is also much better for Fairfield than it is for Stony Brook. A couple of key stats you need to be aware of. Fairfield only allowing opponents to shoot 39.3 from the floor. That's compared to Stony Brook allowing 51.6% from the floor. They're also 338th in opponent expected field goal percent. That is Stony Brook and 248th in defensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm. You look at Fairfield on those exact same stats and you got yourself another edge, my friends. 196th in opponent expected field goal percent and 93rd in defensive rebounding percent once again per Ken Palm. This will come down to a few key free throws as well towards the end. But Fairfield's got another edge there, my friends. I got three key edges for you. 75.4% from the charity stripe for the Stags and only 71.4% for the Sea Wolves. You don't believe me? believe the trends stony brook two and five ats last seven wednesday games oh and four ats last four road games stony brook is also one and four ats last five following an ats win fairfield four and one ats last five following an ats win and four and one ats last five following a straight up win not to mention their seven and one ats their last eight overall give me the fairfield stags at the pick em at the minus two and a half or if this goes back up to minus three and three and a half two i'm fine with that as well for my first best bet of the day i like it partner i just actually hammered in uh so DraftKings and Fanduel a little bit different I just hammered in money line on FanDuel, minus 110 for Fairfield. Uh, oh. It is minus one on DraftKings. It was plus one and a half with minus 128 odds on uh, FanDuel. Stony Brook at minus one and a half was like plus 105. So I, I don't know. I think some goofy stuff's happening here with Stony Brook. I think it's real, real fugazi. So give us Fairfield, baby. I'm with you. Yeah, you know, you taking the money line at this point in time with kind of that movement and everything that's going on, I would feel that as the safer side for sure. I'll admit to that, but I still think I'm confident with the yeah. minus three. So solid like pick up you. there on the money line, but there you go. First best bet of the day. Uh, second was the Yukon Huskies minus two. So there you go. There you have it. Let's move in to the third best bet of the day. Going to... Probably my favorite mid-match, uh, mid-major matchup on the entire board today. Excuse me, goodness gracious! Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to get that one out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Going to the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders against the Mercer Bears, and I'm taking the Blue Raiders plus four and a half. I'm not worried about uh, any line movement on this one or really anything going on. I think that just the entire public or the experts absolutely love Mercer. Hell, I love Mercer too, but I don't think they're five and a half point favorites in this spot because of a couple key reasons and Middle Tennessee being able to keep games close and being cover machines all 2021 so far. Yeah, both teams are really similar offensively and defensively. Mercer does have a slight offensive edge, but Middle Tennessee has a slight defensive edge. So much like my last analysis, I think this is going to come down to those hustle stats and those turning point stats, rebounds, free throws, turnovers. So you know my goofy ass brought those to the show here today. Middle Tennessee, when we're talking about rebounds here first. 93rd in offensive rebounding percent, 184th in defensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm. You say, eh, I don't know about that. Well, 273rd is Mercer in offensive rebounding percent. So I think they have a pretty severe problem cleaning up the offensive glass, and that might lead to their demise here today outright. But we don't need all of that. We just need MTSU to cover the points because also Mercer is 87th in defensive rebounding percent. So I think they'll be able to hold their own there, but I think 
not being able to clean up the offensive glass is really going to cause some problems for him here today. I'm also looking at turnovers, and Middle Tennessee holds a severe edge. Now, on offense, they're pretty much the same. 242 uh, ranked, 242nd ranked for Mercer, and 275th ranked uh, on the offensive side of the ball for Middle Tennessee per Ken Palm. But defensively... Middle Tennessee holds a severe edge, 14th in the nation in turnover percent per Ken Palm compared to Mercer's 190th in the nation. So there's another edge for you, Middle Tennessee. I think they're going to live and die by the turnover here today. And then also charity stripe, baby. It comes down to it in tight spread games like this. Mercer's only shooting 67.6% from the stripe and Middle Tennessee 71.7%. I will take all 3.1% of that or 4.1% of that. Let me do my math right. I love that when it comes down to this time of the year in early year invitational tournament time, but you don't believe me believe the trends. Middle Tennessee 11 and 3 ATS last 14 Wednesday games played away from their home court. 4 and 2 ATS last 6 overall and 4 and 1 straight up their last 5 overall. Love that trend, but Mercer 0 and 5 ATS last 5 games played against a conference USA opponent and 2 and 4 straight up over their last 6. I'll let you be the judge whether they should be favored or even favored by that much with some of those key trends, but I digress and give you my second best bet of the day. The Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders, plus four and a half or plus five and a half, wherever you're finding that on your book. I'm back in your park, park, parkiner. Parkiner, Pachana. Keep it rocking, dude. I, uh, yeah, I think that line movement's fishy. I don't think you need to buy into it too much. I think that might even uh, get, that, get us over the edge to uh, potentially a close game, getting us that extra point and a half or whatever it is, point. I think 100%. it's important in, this, uh, in, the, on our, in our case this time around. 100%. I will keep it moving, keep it grooving with my third best bet of the day. Going to the matchup between the Nichols State Colonels and the Utah Valley State Wolverines. I'm back in the Wolverines. Got them at minus two. It's down to a pick them in some spots. This is another one that I told you. Don't worry about the line movement because I think the Wolverines take care of this no problem whatsoever. I think Nichols State is being a little overvalued just because they're 4-2 and two straight up right now. And I'm going to tell you why. There's a couple key things you really need to be noted or take note of, rather. Tempo is one of them. Nickel State is a little bit faster, 122nd in the nation. Uh, Utah Valley State, 183rd in the nation. But I think this allows Utah Valley State to lean on their offensive edge, slow the game down a little bit, value their possessions, and really start to build a lead against Nickel State. Nickel State's only 242nd in adjusted offensive efficiency going up against Utah Valley State's 188th. Now you also look at expected field goal percent. Nickel State's only 237th in the nation per Ken Palm, Utah Valley State 70th in expected field goal percent per Ken Palm. So I like Utah Valley State, again, to control the clock, value their possessions, and put more buckets in basket than Nickel State will do. I also love Utah Valley State to control the offensive and defensive glass. They're 17th in the nation per Ken Palm in offensive rebounding percent, 129th in the nation in defensive rebounding percent. Compare that to Nickel State, that's only 266th in the nation in offensive rebounding percent and 233rd in defensive rebounding percent. I think we see the Wolverines absolutely destroy the Colonels' 
on the glass today, and I think we see him destroy a little bit on the free throw stripe as well. You know, I've always liked to take a look at that. It's valuable here. We're only getting 3%, but both teams suck from the line, so you want the one that sucks a little less, <laughs> and that just tends to be Utah Valley State. 63% from the line to Nickel State 60%, and that's being nice. <gasps> Actually, 59.5%. I just rounded up to be cool to Goodness. him. I'm not buying it. I don't like the line movement, but I'm still rocking and rolling with the Wolverines minus two. I'd be fine with them at a pick as well, but you don't believe me, believe the trend. Nickel State, 3-8 ATS, last 11 as a neutral site dog, 1-4 ATS, last five. Versus a team with a winning straight-up record. The Wolverines, 6-1 ATS, last seven following an ATS win. 4-1 ATS, last five as a favorite. And 7-3 ATS, last 10 versus a team with a straight-up winning record. Give me the Wolverines, minus two for my fourth best bet of the day also like this one in partner uh i wonder if uh, i'm wondering if some love affair with nickel state for a lot of the public has something to do this was one of the this was a team that knocked off northern iowa to kick off the season correct we've seen what northern northern iowa has been they have not been any better since that night they've actually had bigger losses to teams on the same status so Mm -hmm. look into that one at all i'm with you on this one all right hey because i hadn't really gone too deep with that one in yeah i like that one okay so we're on the same page with the Fugazi line movement. So let's keep this moving, keep this grooving. I don't need to tell you any more about the Florida Gators at minus two, my fifth best bet of the day. So I'll get into my sixth and final. This one might be my favorite, and uh, I'm still all over it. I don't care. Going to the matchup between the UCSD Tritons and the Montana Grizzlies, and if anybody knows Big Sky Basketball, you know it's this guy that usually forgets to write dipshit off of his forehead in the morning, but didn't today, and he's speaking facts. He's on the right side. This is the point in time when the Montana Grizz start to get a little overvalued, and I think this is exactly what we are seeing. UCSD is actually 4-0 straight up, 3-0 ATS, and they have come out like a wagon so far this year, and there's no reason for us not to back them at plus 5, 5.5, or 6. I think it is Fugazi line movement, and I think you need to buy, I believe you need to buy into the UC San Diego Tritons. But don't believe me, believe a couple of key things. Tempo's going to loom large as all hell. I watch Montana basketball all the time. They love to play slow, as evidenced by their 298th ranking in tempo per Ken Palm. UCSD, I'm quickly finding out they love to fucking boat race team. 64th in the nation in tempo per Ken Palm, and we watched it as evidence against Cal. They Cal could never get a hold of that game, and I think we see that exact same thing here today. Offensively, UCSD much more efficient as well. Uh, They're 196 in the nation in adjusted offensive efficiency, but 42nd in expected field goal percent per Ken Palm. Compare that to Montana, 159th in the nation in adjusted offensive efficiency compared to 249th in expected field goal percent for Montana. Also defensively, at the end of the day, UCSD just holds a much more clear, distinct advantage. They might be 251st in adjusted defensive efficiency. Montana might be 194th in adjusted defensive efficiency. Just look at that. Oh, that's a wrap. Don't have to look at anything else. Well, let's look at a couple more underlying factors that I think allows this game to fall in favor of the Tritons. 18th an opponent expected field goal percent is UCSD on the defensive side of the ball and 18th in defensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm. Compare that to Montana, 289th in opponent expected field goal percent and 258th in defensive rebounding percent. The free throws, again, 
I'll tell you about them. They're dead even, and actually both of these teams are pretty damn good at knocking down charity stripe shots. Montana does have a slight little bit of an edge, but, 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 77.9% to UCSD, 76%. Oh my gosh, don't freak out. Hold on, hold on. I think we see a little progression from UCSD because they are ranked second in free throw rate per Ken Palm in the nation right now, where Montana is only 68th in the nation in free throw rate. So I think we have found our edges, but you don't believe me, believe the trends. UCSD, 6-0 ATS last six overall, 5-1 ATS last six as a puppy dog, 4-1 ATS last five following an ATS win. Montana, 2-9 ATS last 11 home games and 1-7 ATS their last eight as a home favorite. They're also 1-7 ATS their last eight Wednesday games and 0-8 their last eight ATS following an ATS win. I think they might be coming my new mid-major darlings. Lock them in for my final best bet of the day. The UCSD Tritons. Plus five, plus five and a half, or plus six. I'm interested, partner. I'm so interested that uh, we may or may not have this one coming up here in a second. Oh, really? You don't say? Hmm. I do say. Hmm. I, uh, yeah. Who's to know? Who's to say? All right. Well, that all being said, I think <laughs> I might know. Because from time to time, I do produce this show. Yeah. So how about that? How about it's time to get into the third segment of the day, part A of the third segment of the day, because it's a two-parter, you know, Wednesday's double special play. The Wednesday Warrior and the Wednesday Parlay pop off, baby. Oh my goodness, partner, I'm going to yield back. I'm going to stay away. You are going to handle section one, article A of this here third segment of the TTL pod. I saw it this morning. I said... No way are these boys getting this many points. I looked a little bit deeper, dove into some trends, flicked through the Action Network. Shout out, follow me at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Follow Riley at rmags or follow Talking the Line at Talking the Line. And I scrolled a little bit deeper and I saw your head pop up on their side of the board. I said, oh my gosh, he's hammered it in. I have to follow wherever rmags leads with this team. He says, I don't want to make it my best bet of the day, partner, because I got even more faith in that. I need everybody else to take advantage of this, too, and I think they need to be our Wednesday Warrior special play. I said, son of a bitch, I'm on the same page with you as well. So, partner, I yield back and ask you to tell the kind folks out there about our Wednesday Warrior special play of the day. My friend, the puppies are going to be barking today, not because we are just but we're taking the Boston University Terriers plus the points. Let's go. For our Let's Wednesday go. Warrior. It's actually, so it is going the opposite way. It is up to 18, 18 and a half, but another one where I don't really care about that today because I think that number is, this is against the Florida State Seminoles, a team that I really like a lot. They're a very good team. I think this is a little too many points, and I think Fugazi. the general public is going to be thinking that this isn't enough points for the Florida, Florida State Seminoles under 20 for a team that uh, I do believe they just fell out of the rankings, but they will find themselves back in there pretty soon. Nonetheless, though, they you look at their schedule. Oh, they've been taking care of some of these bad teams. Why isn't this higher? I don't know. Mm. You tell me. This Boston mm. Terriers team, guys, is a really good team. Uh, four and two straight up. They handle, they've handled. they handled uh, the Northern Illinois Huskies by almost 20. They're beating these bad teams pretty handily. I just think they're a really, really solid team. A uh, service that we use, Odd Shark has the Boston University mm. Terriers actually beating these Florida State Seminoles. Not taking them on the money line. Might do a little... Uh, 
the old babyest of baby sprinkles on that money line. I don't even know what the When were you going to divulge that fucking information with me? Right now? Oh. Plus okay. 1,400. I'm thank talking you. like baby, baby sprinkle. Hey, hey like, either way, know. thank you. Hey. Love it. Let's get on it. It's I- plus 1,400. That's not the Wednesday Warrior, though. I don't know what else you can add to this one, partner. Uh, as far as actual offensive and defensive numbers, I didn't really dive too deep into this one, if I'm being totally honest. But I don't I think you need to. Barriers plus the points, man. I, I don't think you need no to because. Yeah, I don't think you need to because everything you're going to find is going to be, oh my gosh, the Florida State Seminoles are so much better than Boston U. And if you have not bet on Boston U, if you have not watched Boston U, two check boxes that we both have check marks in on this side and that side of the screen. Boston U can keep this within at least 10 points. Keep this within yeah. at least maybe eight. And Odd Shark predicting big point spread dogs to win the game outright has almost been 100% so far this season. So shout out to Odd Shark. I know there's a lot of other models and stuff out there, but Odd Shark has some like- of the best computer predictions <laughs> on the market. Shout out Odd Shark. Especially since like the first few days when people really didn't know what was going on the last yeah. week or week or week and a half or so. They've man, been spot oh, man, on. Is it big good? They've been spot on. So there you go. There you have it. The Wednesday Warrior special play, the Boston U Terriers. Now, how about the Wednesday parlay pop off? Well, I'm so glad you asked because everybody needs a little extra juice in their life. This week's three legger featuring the Wednesday Warrior, one of my picks and one of R Mag's picks, is paying out at grand total of six and a half to one you put you a little 10 spot down you're getting your 75 back in return you put a 20 spot down you're getting 125 back in return not hard to do the math there my friends so get ready to hammer this shit in wednesday warrior boston you plus 17 plus 18 and a half fuck let it go to plus 20 and a half drop back down to plus 15 and a half we'll still take the damn boston you terriers our max pick added to the wednesday parlay pop off the vcu rams versus the syracuse orange under 130 and a half total points or wherever the hell that thing's at. I love it to go, what, 110. (laughs) I don't think it might even get in the 120s for crying out loud. And my pick to add the UCSD Tritons plus five and a half just being undervalued by a few points and they should be put on this parlay. My partner mentioned it and here they are once again. The three legs on the Wednesday parlay pop off tallied up for a plus 650 payout, my friends. Let's get that plus money, Polly, to the pay window and have just a beautiful start to our Thanksgiving ticket cashing next one, two, three, four days. Long weekend, if you yeah, will. Most definitely, dude. And this one is a nice one that I really, as much as I like having a parlay with two or three things going at once, this is one where 4 p.m., 6 p.m., 8.30 p.m., one right after another, one gay men's, you flip the other one on, and we'll get this damn thing steam into the window, my friend. I love it. I, Cannot wait. I love this one so much. I absolutely love it, too. So there you go. There you have it, my friends. The Wednesday Warrior and the Wednesday Parlay Pop-Off. Now, if you missed anything, how about let's dive into the full recap of all of our best bets of the day. Now, I got to do a little bit of uh, background duties here that I should have been doing as my partner was wrapping up that last segment. But, hey, that's all right. You know, I wanted to listen to him. I wanted to make sure I was being attentive. So there you go. There you have it. And you're about to really have it with all of our best bets of the day. Now, before you do, my friends, I kindly ask you to rip out your sports books, pull out your pens and pencils in case you are a little bit mistake prone. You can do it just a quick little erase and go right back to action. Or hey, if you only have a pen around, maybe you'll have a few scribbles, but that's all right too. Get ready. Whatever form, fashion, mode you utilize to take advantage of taking stock of the TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day, please get that ready right now. 
and get ready for the live primetime premiere of the TTL Crew's Best Bets of the Day for this beautiful Wednesday of Bets, November 24th, 2021. If you would so kindly turn your attention all the way directly above us, very top left of your screen, you will see our Mags picks three coming at you. He's taking the VCU Rams versus Syracuse Orange under 130 and a half. He's taking the Florida Gators minus two, much like me. You'll see it on my side of the screen. We'll cover that in a minute. And then he's showing me down with the Yukon Huskies. He's taking the Auburn Tigers plus two and a half. Turn your attention to the right side of your screen, the winning side of your screen. When it comes to the TTL showdown, the Yukon Huskies minus two. Also have Florida minus two, Florida Gators with my partner, but the remaining four picks coming from me. Fairfield Stags minus three, fine with the pick'em and line movement. Middle Tennessee plus four and a half, plus three, plus five and a half. Wherever you find it at, I'm fine with that movement as well, but I got it at four and a half. Utah Valley State minus two on the Wolverines and the UCSD Tritons plus five or five and a half, wherever you're finding it at. Below all of those picks, directly to the side of us, you see our Wednesday Warrior of the Day, the Boston University Terriers plus 17 and a half, our Mag's new mid-major darling, and directly above us. The double special play of every single Wednesday, the Wednesday parlay pop-off, three legs paying out at over six and a half to one odds. The Wednesday Warrior, Boston U Terriers, plus 17. Our Max picks VCU versus Q's under 130. And my pick, UCSD, plus 5 once again for grand total, plus 650 payout. And uh, all of these are making it to the pay window. Putting it out in the world now, but before they can, my friends, I need you to. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are primed for a ticket cash in and whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. I love it, my man. Do you know where we are for this one? This is, you got me, hold on, hold on, hold on, Atlantis, so... Ooh, is this one? No, this one's not in Vegas. Where is this one at? No, no, no. This is also in the Bahamas. So I was slightly oh, this one mistaken is too. earlier in the week. There mm. was another one that we had in the Bahamas that was in a ballroom, which was not, uh, which I believe that was still correct, but that was a smaller tournament. I mm. think I remember saying like, oh, I think it's usually better teams. This is the one I was thinking it was the battle for Atlantis. This is in mm-hmm. an even mm-hmm. bigger ballroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite, like one of my favorite tournaments to watch because there's, they had like the blue lights all over the place. It looks fucking oh, yeah. awesome, dude. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a handful of big games there today. This one, I believe, is Auburn UConn among a handful of uh, of other big ones. So, hell beauty, yeah, beauty of a venue uh, that they make for this tournament, my friend. Gorgeous, and thank you for uh, letting us know where this is located. Now we have uh, another answer to uh, more trivia for today. So there you go, there you have it, my friends. TTL Crew's best bets of the day for Wednesday, November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Okay. There we go. There we have it. Let's kick off the second half of the show with our usable, usable, usual, honorable guest, the Moneyline Dice, making their appearance and their daily roll. So we will put them in the ticker and they're ready to make their appearance. Now, didn't acknowledge it. You might have not seen it on the previous screen because it was kind of buried with all the ticker and all the Mm -hmm. jazz going on, but it was down there. Moneyline Dice roll. Tonight's matchup, NBA. Hardwood, going to the game between the Lakers 
and the paces. Partner, if you could be so kind as to tell us where is this game being played at, who's the favorite, who's the dog, what's our total set at, and uh, let's get to rolling. Alrighty, at this current moment, the line for this Pacers and Lakers game, it is in Indy, Indianapolis. Um, it is right now, and I said that a little weird. Indianapolis. But it is Indianapolis. <laughs> it is in Indy. It is uh, a couple different spots. This one has been jumping all over the place today. I was interested earlier in the Pacers, but now it is up to four, four and a half. We'll call it, uh, we typically use FanDuel for these, so we'll call it four and a half. Over under set at 217.5 uh, in favor of the Pacers. Money line for the Pacers that is at minus 180, so not uh, horribly chalky, but still a little bit chalky. Potentially sounds like LeBron James. I believe he served his suspension, or he did serve his suspension last night. It was only a one-game suspension. Mm-hmm. They've got a back-to-back now. I mm-hmm. uh, I have to imagine he's going to play again tonight, but back-to-back might take a rest day. Who knows? I'm just going to assume that he's playing, though, today, partner. Okie dokie, Artichokey. Well, the dice know the drill. I know the drill. I know who the favorites are. I know where the total's at. They do, too. So let's get after it. First roll of the day. Are we taking the away team, L.A. Lakers, or the home team, Indiana Pacers? I assure you, there are multiple aways and homes on this die. We all find out in three, in two, one. Away, 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 straight up, away Lakers. All right. Off to the side. Second roll. Money line or against the spread. Do we get even juicier of a plus money, Polly? Or are we getting a couple extra points where I should, would absolutely love four points if LeBron James is starting? So without Seriously. further ado, we find out in three, in two, in one. ATS, we do okay. get the four plus points four per the money line dice. First unofficial pick, you see the ATS there. Los Angeles Lakers plus. Four. Now the wild card roll. Will the dice be doubling down on their selection for the second day in a row? Yesterday didn't work out so well, but hopefully if they do, it works out well for the second day in a row. But how about they might need a re-roll? I have no idea. Or maybe they're just going to skip all that bullshit and go right to the total. We once again find out. In three. In two. In one. Home ATS. It ah, is a re-roll. Damn you dice. All right. Well, the damn dice you. are getting a little funny, so here we go. Hey, Quicker, man, they got faster. a few days off. They just got to get uh, their screen time, apparently. Apparently. You want your own set of Moneyline Dice, go to this episode's description. Check out the second link there. You're welcome. Moneylinedice.com. You can enter code TTL10, TTL10 at checkout for 10% off your first order on Moneylinedice.com. Okay, first roll once again. Home or away? Shoot. Home team. Home team. Okay. They were a little All confused. Right. Home team. Right. I apologize. I got to show you. Home team. Okay. They're going to re-roll like four times. There <sighs> ATS or money line for the Pacers. Shoot. Money line. Okay. Yes. Okay. Minus 180 yes. on that money line. Wild card die. Multiple different crazy wild sides. Under. Under. Money line in the under, huh? You don't and, say. Uh, <laughs> under actually, I do like the under. It looks like uh, uh, a lot of a lot of money hammering in on the over. Let me see if there's any line movement there. None of it. The dice <laughs> have spoken. If you want a guaranteed take. Two tickets to the window tonight. No questions, no qualms, no quarries, none 
of the bullshit. Not our plays, the cubicle, honorable objects known as the money line dice tell you to hammer in right here, right now. The Indiana Pacers on their money line and the under 217 and a half in the Los Angeles Lakers versus Indiana Pacers matchup tonight. Thank, Thank you, Dice. Dice. Thank you, Dice. Dice. You owe hey, me a soda. Thank you, Dice. I don't hate it either. I don't either. There's I think the money line uh, might be the safest play there. Obviously chalky, but yeah. I think the Pacers get it done. The Pacers just been mm. so weird, dude. And mm. obviously the Lakers mm. haven't mm. been less weird, but who yeah. knows, man? Exact, I like opposite, exact opposite flip, though. Flip though. Uh, Lakers 2-5 and five ATS on the road. Pacers uh-huh. five and two ATS at home, huh. so like okay. just so fucking like I have no idea. But they're they're also five and so it's the exact thing, same thing for straight up as well. Two and five straight up, five and two straight up, uh, way home split. So it, Lakers have been without LeBron a decent amount of yeah. those games, so their spread record. Thank you, Dice. Are rough. Thank you, Dice. Though, thank you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you on the opposite side, boys. Okay. Well, there we go. There we have it. Money line dice roll of the day. All right. We went about an hour today. We got we were a little windy. We were a little goofy, a little wild first half of the show, moving into the second half, but that's all right. It's the Thanksgiving Day Spectacular. We got more rabbit holes to dive into, more laughs to be had, even more shit talk to be dished out. And I'm actually really excited for the first start here. We, we, you teased it at the beginning. You had me moving and grooving early. I've been uh, spinning the wheels trying to think as much trivia knowledge that I know. I got the file cabinets open, partner, so if you could be okay. so kind as to... Tell us what's burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 170 of this here Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful November 24th in the year 2021. All right, my friends. NFL Thanksgiving, knowledge, facts, trivia, what have you. Partner, I'm going to kick it off with some facts and also some softballs to get your uh, get your trivia brain warmed up a little bit here. Uh-huh. Uh, this uh-huh. one won't make you guess this one. NFL has been play or NFL has been playing games on Thanksgiving since 1920. About mm. as long as the NFL has been in existence. Look How like- long they've been eating turkey legs, you know? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. There was some, uh, like, uh, you know, Galloping Gobbler Award stuff that I didn't write down. Interesting stuff there, but I avoided that. Uh, Who has, well, shit. (laughs) Who has the most wins and losses on Thanksgiving? The same team has the most wins, most losses, so most games played. Did I just miss you say the answer? I, I I start I did the first like syllable of it. That's why I stopped myself. Oh well, I didn't I didn't catch you. Okay, so didn't catch it good enough. Um. Most wins and most losses on... Who's played the most on Thanksgiving? Fucking Lions. Detroit yeah, Lions. That's why I said that's softball I, to get you warmed yes. up here. Okay, that's what I figured. Uh, Lions okay. have been playing on Thanksgiving since 1934, except for a small hiatus due to World War II, 1941 to 44. Eating turkey legs started for fun in 89, 1989, and okay. the first official... Hmm, I don't know. I know John Madden used to love doing these awards. John Madden celebrates Thanksgiving with his own set of turkey leg. I don't know. I think 89 was the first year like it was for fun, and then maybe 90 was the first official year they did it. And some guys fucking love getting these awards. Some guys are just like, ah. Just Thanks, man. <laughs> murdering it <laughs> down right now. Like, <laughs> just job, absolutely, absolutely destroying it. I love it. All right, keep uh, it moving. Second most wins. Uh, another team that's played on. This is still softball. Second most wins. Second most wins. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys 30 and 22 uh Lions if I didn't say it are 37 and 42 record on Thanksgiving. Wow. Uh and this one is just a fact. I won't uh, make you guess this one. The Packers and Lions 
record for most combined points, 87 in 1951, most points scored on a Thanksgiving day. 87. Now, could you could you imagine points? Could you imagine 87 points on a, a Thanksgiving day? I don't know the last time not we've actually seen that. Not in 1951, I can't. Holy <laughs> shit, but not in 1951 either. What were they no. doing, running triple flea flickers and just confusing the boys on Thanksgiving? What, did we get a little too hungover on defense the day before? Fuck around on Blackout Wednesday? Like, what happened I don't here, know. man? Holy Nine, shit. Uh, 50s were some dark days for my pack. I believe the score was like 50-something oh. to 20-something or 30-something for the lines or something like that. Uh -oh. uh, nonetheless... Uh, not a ton of Packers trivia on this one. The Packers, of all their star-studded history that I like to talk about, Thanksgiving has been a dark Ain't day one for my them. pack. Ain't one it of them. It is not one of them. <laughs> I feel like I don't. I actually don't know what the Bears' record is. Everyone is so always like pissed off about the Lions being on Thanksgiving. Bears and Packers fans are like, fuck that. I do not want to play the Lions on Thanksgiving. Every time it's us playing against them, they can get scrappy here and there. I don't want any part of it. Nonetheless, moving off of that soapbox. Actual trivia here. Who is the only team... That has never played a game on Thanksgiving. The Jaguars, the Panthers, the Browns, or the Vikings? One more time with the question. I'm looking up also additional bear shit. Please continue. Okay. One team has never played a game on Thanksgiving. Who is it? Jaguars, Panthers, Browns, or Vikings? Jaguars, Panthers, Browns, or Vikings. It's funny because I might have just pulled up a site to where I would have been looking <laughs> at a chart that would have had this. Um, I'm just going to say it because it sounds really obvious and nobody wants to watch this on Thanksgiving, the Jaguars. Correct. Okay. Correct. Well, there you go. Also, nobody wants to new. watch the dumpster fire. Yeah. Also, a fairly new franchise. Uh, it looked like the Panthers uh, came out <sighs> also in the 90s. They played their first game in 2015. What quarterback has the most single-game uh, single yard record for Thanksgiving game? Troy Aikman. This was 1998. I'll give you that hint. Troy passing? Aikman, John. Passing? Or pa yep. Passing? Most passing yards in a single Thanksgiving game. It was 1998. Troy Aikman, John Elway, Dan Marino, Brett I would say 455 Aikman. yards. Troy That's, Aikman, there you go. Let's 2 go, so baby. Come on. Uh, that game, not a part of this trivia. Also, that game was the most combined passing yards between two quarterbacks. Randall Cunningham threw for 359 yards, so most combined passing yards. Was oh, also in that same was, game. That, was that Randall Cunningham? Eagles Vikings. Randall Cunningham? Vikings Randall Cunningham, okay. I believe. Uh, let's see who holds the record for the most career passing yards on Thanksgiving, Matt Stafford, Tony Romo, Aaron Rodgers, or Dan Marino. <clears throat> this one's a really hard one. I feel like it's almost too obvious. And I want to say the other one. I really want to say Romo, but I'm going Matt Stafford. There you go. Three and oh, Let's Stafford, go. Stafford Let's passed go. Romo. Romo, I believe, unless somebody else has passed him the last few years, Stafford passed Romo in 2017. You Let's are go. Right up, I'm friend. hot. I'm hot. Um, all right. Uh, so there is two quarterbacks in Thanksgiving history to post a perfect passer rating of 158.3. One was Dave Creek. Wasn't going to make you guess that one. And the other one happened in 2010. Is it Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, or Matt Stafford? Perfect passer rating, 150.3, 150.8. 158.3 is perfect 158.3, okay. I got a little bit of listexia. Hey, all good. Ooh, ooh, Tom's too obvious. I don't think so. Oh, it, uh, give me the other three. Brady, Manning, Rodgers, or Stafford? I don't remember Manning playing on a Thanksgiving day since 2010. I'll give you a tiny hint. I don't believe I have the same answer in any question twice, so that rules out Matt Stafford. Oh, okay. So no Stafford. So that's where I was going. 
then give me Peyton Manning. It is Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady in 2000. I, I couldn't remember him playing on a thing. I, I, I felt like I remembered Peyton before I remembered yeah, him. Damn it. with me. That was a little surprising to me. Uh, at least, yeah, because the same reason you said it. Didn't, yeah, I can't remember Brady Peyton that playing. That seems too uh, easy, yeah. A little bit of a similar question. Two guys have thrown for a record six touchdowns in a Thanksgiving day. One of them is Bob Greasy. Other one that happened in 2004. Is it Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, or Philip Rivers? Just because I felt like... He's got dad power on Thanksgiving with all 17,000 of his kids watching him at the same time. Philip Rivers. No, sir. I actually, <sighs> that is real close to his rookie year. That might have even been right before. He, I, I'm was it? I'm on what his first. Oh, I, 2004 might be his rookie year. I'm yeah, blanking I guess, on that. It I is Peyton Manning, was. though. Peyton ah. Manning in 2004. So you're, you're a little off. Three and two. Not bad, though. I did not Sticks. expect uh, uh, just because there was, these were tougher questions than I imagined. Yeah, those, those were actually rough. So this one, this okay, one's, a, this one's an go. interesting one. Can you stay above uh, 500? Single game rushing record, rushing yards, 273. I'll give you. I'll make it tough for you at first. I won't tell you the year. Is it Ezekiel Elliott, Walter Payton, Emmitt Smith, or O.J. Simpson? I can give you a hint if you want it because this one's a tough one. I feel like it was earlier rather than later so it's either like 70s 80s that's or that's what recent. i'm saying that's what i'm saying well, I think 90s it was, recent i guess I, is, yeah. I feel like i saw zeke in this game i feel like i saw zeke murder a thanksgiving day game maybe maybe not maybe i did maybe i didn't i'm okay i'm gonna go against my fucking gut and i'm gonna say emmett smith no, it is O.J. Simpson in 1976. What? O.J. Simpson <laughs> led the league in rushing in 1976 and what? ran for 273 in a Thanksgiving Day what? game. Who did they play? That was a tough one. Who did they play? Uh, yeah. I, I I didn't write that one down. It might have hey, been the lines, way, but I could be wrong So he that. would have had to have been playing for the Bills then. So that would have like. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, holy, yep. that was his rookie year? No, I don't know about that. Oh, either way, dude, he holy the shit. Russian I don't know if I would have <laughs> yeah. ever gotten that. Holy no, shit. that's why if I said 1976, then it obviously the would have been between Juice and uh, and, and Walter there. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, as far as Zeke, I don't know what Zeke's record is, but I, I would have probably potentially guessed, maybe not yards-wise, but I was already going to say as far as my bets tomorrow, Zeke is always <sighs> hopping in that damn Salvation Army red bucket, dude. So I don't blame you I for know, even thinking dude, about that. All the fucking time. It's just like I feel like over the last three, four years, there's about 15 clips of him doing that. So I just, I yeah, know. felt like he had at least a 200-yard game or something. All right, know. three left. Three left. You still okay. got a chance to oh, get back. Oh, shit. Murdering. Let's win go. Percentage, highest win percentage as long as they've played more than one game. Highest win percentage. The Vikings, the Bears, the Cowboys, are the or the Dolphins. I already told you what the Cowboys' record was, 30-22. and 22. Is that the top score? Has somebody a better record with a smaller amount of games played? I think the Vikings have been able to handle answer? business more often than not. Give me the Vikings. That is correct. Five Let's go! and one are the Vikings on Thanksgiving. You are four and three. You gotta get one of these right to go above five hundred, my friend. All right. That's exactly Last what I was two. thinking. I was like, I bet they're like six and two or some shit like that. Is where my head was. I don't know yeah, what I, I was like, guessed, but I wouldn't. Have I was so. like, I feel like they've probably played like almost not at all, but they've either played the Lions while, or the a, Lions. A, yeah. a shit dick version of the Cowboys yeah. team, and they've taken care right. of business because it always seems like they win by like three against Dallas in a crazy game on that. Sure. So. All right, last okay. two, last two. Make way, Whoa. motherfuckers. 
got to get one of these right. These ones are kind of <laughs> tough. 12 receptions in a game is the uh, receiving record for receptions in a game. Brett Perriman did it in the 90s with the Lions, and as well as this man in 2004. Is it Mar- and Hall of Famer in 2004? Uh, Marvin Harrison, Randy Moss, or Torrey Holt? Oh no! I think it's I think it's too easy. But well, so I, one I more time about... with the, who was the first one? So it's two thousand and four. Yep. Marvin Harrison, Randy Moss, or Torrey Holt? Twelve receptions was the twelve catches. Just because the guy who I want to say is known for yardage and not catches. And I don't know if, I don't know if he's a fucking, oh, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer or not. I'm going to go way off in left field and really hope this isn't wrong and don't have to bank all the chips on the last question. Give me Torrey Holt. No, no, it is not Torrey Holt. Marvin Harrison? It is Marvin Harrison. Ah! Holt is not a Hall of Famer, actually. Damn, see, I, I, uh, see, I didn't but know also, if Marvin was. I, was I didn't know if Marvin was. I was trying to emphasize 2004 because that was when Peyton Manning had six touchdowns 2004 as well. I was trying to emphasize that one for you. Then I definitely so would have said even. Marvin Harrison. Shit! Shit! You need four this last four. one. Okay. Teams, last question. There is only a couple of teams God, to win Thanksgiving Day game and also go on to win the Super Bowl that year. The Cowboys have done it three times, and there is one other team that has done <laughs> when, it once. When was that, like in 1802? Who's that, the Cowboys? <laughs> the Cowboys, yeah. No, with the Super Bowl. No, that would have been there. They probably raked in the 90s on Thanksgiving. and then no, the for Super sure. Because they won for three sure. Super Bowls. For in sure. Well, I guess it could have been in the 70s. <laughs> Just anyway, some unneeded Cowboy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Okay, so uh, teams to win on Thanksgiving Day and then the Super Bowl. Cowboys have done it three times. This other team did it in 1973, 1973, which I guess you can kind of potentially deduct. Okay, I didn't think this whole uh, question's through. If you can do some process of elimination here. The Dolphins, the Bears, the Packers, or the Lions? Dolphins. Yeah, I Let's did not go. make that. God, I did not make God. that hard enough. As far okay, as first, you know, like, when the Bears won the Super Bowl, you know, because first thing in my head, yeah. my head was just like, what, oh, Dolphins. Like as soon as you said seventy six, I was like, I don't know that they played on Thanksgiving, should, but Dolphins sounds fucking right. Well, that's all right. Hey, you're your, bored. Not my bad. That was either a good way, question. I just either I way. gave bad. I gave a bad multiple choice answers because those hey, were really easy okay. deductions. Your boy hey, goes above five hundred, five and four. Thank you, sir. I'll Good be fucking you, here all Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> you need some you. Thanksgiving answers. I, I got thought at least back. one of those questions were going to trip you up off the top, but no, sir. Yeah, Good that's why I was hot. I got cold during the doggone middle. All right, let's. I wish see I would have. With the Dolphins, I mean, obviously you got that by process of elimination, but if I did like Dolphins, Steelers, Raiders, that would have made it so much tougher because those teams were also fucking solid in the 70s. But of course, I picked the three teams that we know the most about. Yeah. The Super Bowl in the 70s. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Made that one. Uh, Okay. Let's see here. Now, you asked me a little um, NFL action. All right. Why don't I ask you a little General Turkey Day action? All right. Think about that. We'll keep okay. it a little shorter, so we got time to All talk right. a little All bit right. more. I'll dish out maybe three, maybe five here to you. Who was, Mr. Magnuson, the first president to ever pardon a turkey? Oh, I've heard this before. I don't I'll give know you a hint. Sure. I'll give you a okay. hint, because this one's really hard when it comes to presidents. He is no longer with us. Okay. 
Well, there's <laughs> like five that are with us. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Um, on, uh, I'll say unfortunate, uh, unfortunate circumstances that he is no longer with us, and it is within the last couple decades. Well, not last couple decades, but pretty damn close. Within the last the hundred Reagan? fucking years. Ooh, close, Kennedy. I was trying not to get. I was trying not to give away assassination, but I didn't know okay. how to. Well, yeah, I was gonna. Well, you said unfortunate, and then obviously the first thing that comes to my head is Lincoln. But I was, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they, hey, you one. were on the same JFK, one, Lincoln, huh? and the JFK. Yeah, JFK, first okay. president to pardon a turkey guy. For some reason, I thought it was gonna be like Truman or uh, FDR or something like that. But yeah, yeah, question, hey, hey, question. hey, hey, wrong triple triple letter letters. You just need yeah, a little JFK, and you're in, you're in action now. All right, uh, just scrolling through. Let's see here. Let's see here. Um, <laughs> well, there's all types of ones that I would like to ask, but it's like, <laughs> eh, I probably shouldn't ask that live on air. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think you'll know. Oh, okay. Roughly, my friend, and if you get within five, I'll give it to you. Oh, we got some comments. I got to check here in a second, too. But roughly, happy Thanksgiving, Mama Bear, Kim Jones, in the comments, in the chats. Love to see you. No, we won't be happy spending the turkey day together, but happy Thanksgiving. Uh, in what month, my friend, did the very first thanks? No, 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 that's not the one I was asking you. If you I was saying, I preface this, if you get in without, uh, get this within even 10, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. How many turkeys are prepared for Thanksgiving in America each year annually. How many turkeys prepared annually in America each year? On Thanksgiving. It's a big one. Big one. It's a big one. 500 million. A little too much. A little too much. Actually, under 100 million. Okay. 46 million turkeys 46 every million. single year in Thanksgiving. Hey, maybe more giving. people are like you and you're not a big uh, turkey fan. Who knows? Okay, so here we go. That's a perfect segue into the third question for you, partner. What percentage of Americans skip turkey on Thanksgiving? 25%, 50%, 23%, or 12%? 23 <clears throat> Only about 12% of Americans do not I was thinking that might be a little too obvious, the lowest one. 12%. Uh, Last but certainly not least, let's scroll through, see if we can find any, uh, let's see, Thanksgiving leftovers. Okay. How many Americans prefer the leftovers of the Thanksgiving meal rather than getting around the table and sitting and having the actual said Thanksgiving meal? 20%. 80 percent 45 percent or 60 percent i'm gonna say 45 percent man i don't know that i would say i like it more but those leftovers if you get the right mix of leftovers that is a solid ass meal 45 percent i think you should have gave yourself a little bit more credit 80 percent of americans favor the leftovers over the actual meal on thanksgiving they say fuck the fam fuck coming out of the oven I like to sit with my uh, comfy shorts on, let the old belly bulge out a little bit, watch me some foosball next day, Thanksgiving leftovers. I like it. Let me uh, let oh. me kick one back at you. Oh. What oh. is the uh, Major League eating record for pounds of turkey consumed in 10 minutes? How many pounds of turkey most in 10 pounds minutes. of turkey consumed in 10 minutes? 
I'll give you a hint. It is by Joey Jaws Chestnut. Let's go. Let's go. What a fucking guy. <laughs> I would I would expect nonetheless. Of course. From him, I would say I'm going to go 12.4 pounds. A little over 9.35 pounds of turkey. That uh, was okay. Close but three pounds pound more of turkey Damn. in a minute. Damn. Good grief, man. That's insane. There's another one. I don't know. Um, this might just be in lesser time. Uh, most it says turkey in parentheses whole. That was what both of them said. This one's a short form, so uh-huh. I don't know if that's just short because it's eight minutes. Uh, Pat Bertoletti, another uh, July Fourth Nathan's famous uh, legend. Mm-hmm. Six point nine one mm. uh, pounds of roast turkey in eight minutes. Wow. Holy bejeepers. Talk about that. Never heard about a fucking competitive Thanksgiving Day eating contest, but I might have to find it on the <laughs> hey, airwaves. Man, I've said it. I say it whenever July 4th comes around. Give me some type of Major League Eating subscription, dude. Put it on Netflix. Put it on one of these because I would watch the hell out of it. 100%. 100%. Okay. Last but certainly not least from me. Home okay. run out of the park. It's an A or B question for you. Okay. A or B. What turkeys actually make the infamous sound right before you hunt them for Thanksgiving. Are they male turkeys or are they female turkeys? Oh, shit. I'll get one more, one more time. <laughs> male or female turkeys? Give me male. No. Ding, 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 He's a winner, winner, chicken dinner. He wanted to change it. I wouldn't let him. He said the right one first. Male turkey. Winner, winner, turkey fucking dinner, Turkey fucking dinner, boys and girls. There you go. There you have it. Little NFL trivia into regular Thanksgiving trivia. I hope you guys have an absolutely terrific Thanksgiving tomorrow. Uh, Again, a couple of key announcements, a couple of key things for you guys before we go on and get out of here for the day. Um... Wise words dropping at uh, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time here today. Right after this show, usually about 30 minutes after we wrap it up, so we'll have about 10, 12 minutes of the show left here today. Um, With that, uh, we won't have a daily show tomorrow and then no daily show on Friday. So if you're just hankering for some TTL crew action, hankering for some stuff in between from us, You got Wise Words Season 2, Episode Number 1, dropping today. You'll have it all the way Thursday, Friday while you're hanging out. If you didn't watch any of the episodes for Season 1, you want to go back and rewatch those, check those out too. Uh, We already have Season 2, Episode Number 2, and 3 guests secured, working on Form 5. So we should be ready to rock and roll. I can't wait for you guys to uh, see the episode today. Absolute Electric Factory, a guy both me and Max have looked up to in the industry for a long time. And let me tell you, it is a wealth of wise words left right and center i mean i had to watch it again and i'm gonna probably rewatch it again there is so much good information in this one we had a blast uh it's still funny still back and forth it was a great time so i highly suggest you check it out um if you missed the drop on youtube there is a premiere set on youtube on our uh page um it will start about five minutes before um the actual drop at 12 p.m so about 11 55 or uh yeah 11 55 a.m on our youtube channel talking the line sports media on youtube uh you will see a premiere and then it will start at 12 p.m central standard time and then it'll be available on all major podcast directories if you missed the premiere you would just want to easily find it you can go to talkingtheline.com slash wise dash words dash podcast All major directories are there. The YouTube platform, everything like that is right at your fingertips. 
outside of that, my friend, um, Cup of Joe on campers, we will have that on Saturday. Uh, I know we won't see you on Thursday or Friday, so won't be able to remind you. We will have C-O-J-O-C, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, Saturday morning. Uh, we do have a special guest or guests joining us on Saturday, right around 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, about an hour after uh, after we get into everything, start to wrap up the show. We'll have another little about 15 minutes, 30 minutes, a little back-and-forth discussion, get some extra plays, get some extra nonsense. If you've been hanging around the show, you know who that special guest guests is, but I'm not going to tell you anymore. You're going to have to wait and see till you see us again Saturday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time for Cup of Joe on campus. Other than that, might have some blogs coming out next few days. Uh, we won't be able to, or obviously won't be dishing out NFL plays yet. Uh, won't be dishing out college football plays yet. So we obviously really start to handicap and lock down our cards today and tomorrow. So stay on the lookout for those. Uh, we might be ended up end up dishing out uh, different blogs or stuff on that end. So you guys have some more content to consume there. Uh, UFC blog will be coming as well Saturday. Uh, might drop it Friday night, just depending on kind of what shakes out the next few days here with old Turkey Day. And then uh, our mags will have extra cheddar on Sunday, so be on the lookout for that. The Packers do play on Sunday. No Thanksgiving game, Day game for them. Going to be one of those weird games. We'll have like, uh, or weird days. We'll have like four or five games in the morning and then like two in the afternoon on Sunday. So it'll it'll kind of yeah. seem really weird. Um, but that's uh, the small price we have to pay for huge action day on Thanksgiving. Most definitely. Outside of that, partner, uh, before I remind these fine folks where they can find everything talking to Line Sports Media, any uh, late-breaking news, announcements, reminders, anything I forgot to dish out before we uh, go on and get about our turkey days? As far as NFL news, sounds like Kareem Hunt is going to be back this week. He's activated off of the COVID-slash-injured list. Mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb, actually, concussion on Sunday, could be in tomorrow. He is making mm-hmm. solid, solid progress. Sounds like he has one more hurdle to clear. Uh, but the team is hopeful, and I really hope that is the case because he is on both of my fantasy teams, and I need him to be back. Lamar Jackson will practice today. Mike Carter is out. C.J. Mosley is limited for the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson, I believe we all probably already saw this, but Zach Wilson is going to start. Mike White is out for COVID uh, protocols. Not ruling out or not closing the door on Joe Flacco yet, but obviously if they've already named uh, Zach Wilson the starter, who gives a shit? Uh-huh. And that is it, my friend. I am really hoping for some CD Lamb action, not only for my fantasy team, but also for a uh, much more enjoyable Thanksgiving football day against those Las Vegas Raiders because uh, CD Lamb is the man. 100%. And um, when did I miss the Demarcus Lawrence to New Orleans trade? When did I, like, when did I miss I him being on New Orleans? I just kind of skimmed by that as well. So that, uh... Uh, why I say he just, yeah, dude. So uh, let me read it to you. Open a 21-day practice window. So basically he was on IR. So I don't know if Demarcus Lawrence was uh, on IR for the Cowboys and somehow the Saints picked him up because now it says if all goes well, he should be ready for Saints game next. Oh, Saints, now he's that I read it out Saints. loud, yeah, he's yeah, playing yeah, the go, Saints. Just go. had to say it out loud. <laughs> don't worry about me. Uh, just had to say it out loud and actually read the damn tweet. Uh, that's per Calvin Watkins. So Demarcus Lawrence is not a Saint. He is a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> just relax. Just relax. Good clarification. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, see how rumors get started. See how things happen. How gossip and drama goes down the wrong side. Hey, that's not what we do here. So... Glad we got that uh, cleared up there. Appreciate your uh, last final comments there, partner. 
I think that's about all I got. Uh, make sure you visit this episode's description. Check out the link tree in there. It has our website, all of our social platforms, and our additional content. You can just go to our website too, talkingtheline.com. Uh, has all of our shows on there, tabs for each one of our shows. Has tabs for our best bets, for uh, live lines and odds, for our blogs, our partners, all types of stuff. You can check everything out there at TalkingTheLine.com. Be sure to subscribe to our blogs as well. We will never send you spam. I don't know why. I have to say this every single dog on time, but we will not send you spam. Subscribe to our blogs, uh, whether it be an edition of my UFC picks or maybe an Inspiration Corner or Mag's uh, sidebars or maybe his uh, extra cheddar, whatever the case might be. That's all you will ever get in your email inbox. So we make it super easy to sign up. Just follow the directions on the uh, blog page or also on the homepage. But also just check out everything on TalkingTheLine.com. Outside of that, um, you can follow us on the Action Network, still here too, uh, for picks. Gotta mention that, uh, I'm at cash underscore with underscore Colt Riley is at rmags and all caps. And then talking the line, best bets are at talking the line. Also, um, we're migrating over to chalkboard so you can follow all of our stuff there. Check out our board, talking the line. I know super hard to remember. And then dive into some of the channels, always open, always ready to, uh, communicate, go back and forth, have some fun with you guys. We have tons of, uh, channels on there, whether you're a UFC fan or a college football fan or college college basketball or you just want to talk some shit or maybe let off some steam about a bad beat that we might have all experienced together we have a channel for you on there please come join the party talking the line board on the chalkboard hq app at chalkboard hq on the bird app that's twitter for you simpletons outside of that i think i'm really good now partner anything else before i dish out some motivation minutes and we get on out of here no sir let's finish this baby off all right last but not least my motivation minutes of the day Short and sweet for you here, my friends. Not going to see you tomorrow, not going to see you Friday, so uh, figured I'd give you a little bit something to uh, hold on and uh, go down your own rabbit holes on for the next few days here before I see you on Monday. Obviously, I wrap up every week with a John Wooden quote, so it wouldn't only be right that I do the exact same thing here because it is our last show of the week. So the John Wooden quote of the day, my friends, and it kind of goes into... um, battling through adversity, chasing after your dreams, going after your passions, walking down the path, seeing the barricade in front of you, and having every will inside of you to figure out how to either get over or smash through that barrier because there ain't no going around it. And I know I speak about that a lot, and I wanted to kind of give you the opportunity to to take all that stuff in that I spoke about this week, the past week, and maybe in the past something that stuck with you Kind of give you this all-encompassing quote and uh, let you be thankful through Thanksgiving. Think about it a little bit, and then we'll uh, hit the ground running on some new topics on Monday. So, John Wooden quote of the day. It takes time to create excellence. If it could be done quickly, more people would do it. It takes time to create excellence. If it could be done quickly, more people would do it. So whatever you're facing, whatever you're chasing after, Have some patience. Take some time. Relax a little bit. Maybe take these next few days here to turn off the switch and turn off the intensity so much for just a little while because maybe it's a little bit closer than you realize and you've been grinding a long time to reach that excellence. And maybe that excellence is almost here. But if you get too wrapped up over the next few days and you don't spend time to reset yourself, it's going to feel farther and farther away. So take some time. Give reset. Remember to have a little bit of patience, and I'll see y'all back around the bend for some more Motivation Minutes 
and we'll keep busting through barriers, giving them the blades and catching flaming arrows from across the battlefield and snapping them over our knee day in and day out. So I leave you before we close the show with uh, my motivation minutes. The, the quote of the day from the legendary John Wooden. It takes time to create excellence. If it could be done quickly, more people would do it. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. I love it, my man. Nobody said it would be easy. I love it. Damn straight. Nobody said it would be easy. And uh, that's about all you can say about that. So <laughs> mama says hey, my magic shows. <laughs> They'll take me anywhere. That's about all I could say is about that. Amazing Jenny, we's like peas and carrots. She taught me to read, and I taught her to dangle. All right, I got to watch some Forrest Gump. Get all that <laughs> shit out say, of my you're head. you're watching that on Friday, Oh, aren't you? yep, we might be watching Forrest Gump tomorrow uh, before. Maybe maybe I wake up morning movie, right, there you go. Forrest Gump. There you go. Uh, outside of that, Lieutenant Dan, anything else you got over there? <laughs> uh, no, Forrest, I do not. All right, all right. Well, uh, I don't either on this side, so I don't want to. I'm going to miss you guys, but uh, let's wrap this thing up the only way we know how. So, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, bar and wide for myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number 170 of the Talking the Line pod. Dive into some rabbit holes with me and my partner, but most importantly, get ready to run tickets to the window with us all day and night long. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate you. It is that time of the year to be thankful. So I know I say it all the time, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, uh, all of your support, all of your following, all of you out there, for real, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate all of you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember to tell those people in your life to thank you as well. I know I told you that yesterday, but another reminder, be thankful. And last but certainly not least, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. A terrific start to your Thanksgiving filled with nothing but gratefulness, nothing but love, nothing but joy, surrounded by the people that you feel all those emotions about. We will see you back around the bend on Monday. Again, no Thursday or Friday show, but we will see you for Cup of Joe on campus on Saturday at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. The Wise Words Podcast, dropping 30 short minutes from now, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Absolute electric guest. This one might be an hour-long premiere. We got to talking. I apologize. Last but certainly not least, lock in today's best bets of the day. Get ready to meet us at the pay window. We'll see you on Monday. But for now, let's cash some tickets. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.